Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. From Autosport.com and Autosport Magazine, I'm your host, Ariana Bravo, and this is the Autosport Podcast. Friday at the Russian Grand Prix and Valtteri Bottas led a Mercedes 1-2 in both practice sessions today. Max Verstappen came in third fastest in FP1, while Pierre Gasly was third in FP2. Going into the weekend, Max Verstappen had a three-place grid penalty to serve after his crash with Lewis Hamilton in Monza, but Red Bull have now confirmed that Max will receive a new power unit and as a result will start at the back of the grid on Sunday. Charles Leclerc will also be starting at the back of the grid as Ferrari have supplied him with a new hybrid PU element. We had a red flag during FP2 this afternoon when Antonio Giovinazzi crashed into the barriers behind the Turn 8 runoff which destroyed the rear end of his car. He did try to continue driving, but his car was losing parts as he drove and he was ordered by the team to stop and the session was red flagged for 10 minutes. There is a threat of heavy rain tomorrow which could impact FP3 and qualifying, so today it could prove even more valuable in gathering data and running setups that will be relevant for the race on Sunday should it be a dry one. Joining me to chat is Stuart Codling, Executive Editor of GP Racing. Codders, it's been a while since you joined me on a recording. It's lovely to be back chatting with you. How are you? It is a while, isn't it? Was it did, did I, I stepped in for you, didn't I, at Silverstone? Have I done one since then? I don't think you have. I might be mistaken, but I don't feel like I've had a proper natter with you in a while. Is that because Mrs Codling's been complaining about me working on a Sunday night? <laughs> Maybe. Because <laughs> I think she, she has confessed she's quite keen to start watching Bridgerton. So uh, I, I think oh. she'd be perfectly happy if I started physically attending Grand Prix in person uh, and uh, leaving her to watch these bodice-ripping Netflix dramas. 
Well, if Codders starts making more of an appearance on the podcast, you know exactly why then everyone listening. Now, it has felt like quite a long break since the triple header for me. I don't know why, but I think it's when they come in quick succession. It always feels a bit weird then when we have a couple of weeks off. But it hasn't obviously been that long. But we have cars back on track now. Last time out in Monza, of course, we had the McLaren 1-2. Daniel Ricciardo taking the win. Both title contenders failing to finish. As we've said, we've now had the confirmation that Max will take a new power unit this weekend. So he's going to be starting at the very back of the field. How do you think that's going to shake things up for this weekend and that championship fight between him and Lewis? It's an interesting little gambit by Red Bull, isn't it? Obviously, they they knew that they needed to put in a new engine at some point because they'd lost an engine in that shunt between Max and Lewis at Silverstone. And I suppose this this one and previously Mexico might have been a good time to do it, but um, Sochi is a circuit where if you have a good speed offset between you and the car in front, you can pass because there's there's a lot of drafting all the way around that sort of beginning bit through to turn two. So in theory, this is the best place uh, to, to do it. And you can see why, although, although they only had to change one part of the engine, they've basically changed everything because they figured that with him taking a three-place grid penalty uh, on top of possibly only qualifying third quickest because Mercedes are always good here. Um, that would be anything between P16 and P20. So change the whole lot. They've changed it basically tip to toe. They've even changed the exhaust. And they might as well do it because uh, here, what, three years ago, uh, Max raced from 19th on the grid to fifth. So it's possible. On the other hand, he was giving off on the radio that he couldn't overtake Nicholas Latifi's Williams. So, uh, so, so much for the speed offset. So that remains a great unknown going into this weekend. So it unusually could be quite an intriguing race at Sochi. Of course, as I mentioned, Charles Leclerc also will be starting at the back. We'll get on to him a little bit later. Their main contenders, Red Bull's main contenders, Mercedes. We know this is a Mercedes dominant track. They have a brilliant track record at this circuit. Top the timesheets in both FP1 and FP2. Do you think that this weekend is going to be quite a smooth sailing week? I feel hesitant saying that because this season, if it's taught us anything so far, it's that anything can happen. And we've seen at other tracks where we thought Mercedes would, you know, be completely dominant that they haven't. But do you think given the fact that Max is starting further back as well, they're going to be quite confident going into this weekend? Well, if you're superstitious, then get those pinches of salt at the ready to throw over your shoulder. Mercedes generally goes well here. Valtteri Bottas goes well here. Lewis, he said it's it's not his best track, but not his worst. And he alluded in his post-practice uh, press uh, commitments that he, he, he alluded to he and Valtteri going in different directions on setup. He said they were quite different and they, they deliberately went in different directions to see which was best. And then they're going to look at the data overnight. And Lewis seemed to think that maybe he might come closer to what Valtteri is doing. Uh, he obviously thinks that maybe his setup isn't right, but he thinks that the pace difference between him and Valtteri is partly down to setup, partly down to driving style. So these are things he can learn because he's a, a multiple world champion. So um, it augurs well. And also this is a track where being on pole position isn't necessarily a race winner. You can draft up behind because 
turn one is a kink rather than an actual bend. All the braking happens at turn two. So you can get quite a powerful slipstreaming effect and nip past the pole sitter. Sometimes even the person in P3 can overtake them both. So it's it's always a, a dramatic opening lap there. Uh, I I think we can probably say without a shadow of a doubt that if Valtteri is leading we will hear the dread phrase Valtteri it's James at some point this weekend which is unfortunate. I was about to ask you that I was just about to say to you team orders Valtteri has said that he would be happy to obviously um abide by them as such um given the state of the standings that could be something that comes into play this weekend definitely because this I assume from a Mercedes perspective, is an opportunity for them to really claw back and make progress when it comes to those championship standings with Max sort of on the back foot. They're being challenged, I won't say as never before, because obviously Ferrari came close uh, a couple of times in the past few t- few years, but um, this is, uh, it's, it's very tight. It has all the makings of a fiercely contested contest. And as Lewis also said uh, this afternoon, now now is the time to make hay with with Max starting at the back of the grid, um, they really need a harmonious Mercedes 1-2 and preferably with Lewis ahead uh, for uh, his purposes because it is going to be so tight and every point counts. As we've said, for Red Bull, because Max is starting at the back, slightly different uh, approach for them this weekend. Of course, Checo is still in the mix, um, not ruling him out here at all, but we know that he generally struggles more in qualifying. So I'm sure that that's something that the team are continuously working on with him. But with Max, based off of what we saw today from the practice sessions, I assume that they will have been approaching this slightly differently because qualifying is almost redundant for them. How did things look for them in terms of the long run pace looking ahead to Sunday? Because that's really where their focus is when it comes to Max. And as you said, how many places he can make up during the race. How did they look in at today's FP1 and FP2 sessions? In terms of long run pace, pretty encouraging. On a single lap pace, not quite so much. Uh, Mercedes fastest in the first two sectors. Alonso's Alpine, bafflingly and inexplicably fastest in sector three. And Helmut Marco said after practice that they would be focusing on uh, race pace alone, certainly on Max's side of the garage. Uh, and that makes sense because it, it's expected to rain very heavily tomorrow. They've already moved the schedule around. Formula 3 was moved during during the Formula 3 qualifying session it was announced that the Formula 3 race would happen on uh, the afternoon during the afternoon rather than first thing on Saturday morning they just want to minimize any potential obstructions to the progress of, of F2 and, and F1 tomorrow the F1 qualifying session is likely to be quite a harem scarem affair possibly uh, a little bit like uh, <laughs> we saw in, in Spa Francorchamps where ultimately we well we did get a race but not an actual race race and hopefully the the weather will clear up for Sunday and we will actually get a race yeah I hope that everything will be able to run as smoothly as possible on Sunday uh, let's quickly touch on those that are the, the threat of weather because, as you said, we've seen the changes in the calendar for F3 in terms of the schedule, and it is forecast to be heavy rain tomorrow. We've also heard, um, I think it was Jonathan Wheatley speaking to Michael Massey, saying, you know, is, is qualifying going to happen Sunday morning instead? But they're ideally hoping they will be able to run tomorrow. But if it does come to a situation where it is pushed to Sunday, How much of an impact do you think that will have for the teams in terms of their preparation and the drivers? Because that's quite a full-on day and quite a shake-up to the usual proceedings. How do you think that will will go down 
Well, it's a good thing it's not the the sprint qualifying or the F1 sprint uh, this weekend, isn't it? Because uh, that would certainly cut down their options. It will be a busy day, but um, it's been done before. In years past, looking into the very, very dim and distant past, where even I was in short trousers, there used to be a Sunday morning warm-up uh, that the cars would run. Operationally, they can do it. And there's also historic precedent. We've had a couple of Japanese Grand Prix where qualifying has had to take place uh, on a Sunday morning. So it's been done. They can do it. Uh, obviously, the, 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 the challenge there is, if it's still wet on Sunday, then you're merely kicking the football down the road. So it's they, they will have to take a view tomorrow based on what the weather forecast is and how it's shaping up. But yeah, if, if it's too wet to run, then uh, at the risk of stating the obvious, it's too wet to run so they'll have to just give it a miss and uh, the you know the the various tv channels that carry f1 coverage will have to fill time and the commentators will earn their coin uh, as, as they commentate on precisely nothing hopefully they've got some good jokes in the tank they need to get you on board codders now <laughs> new <turning>. material required <laughs> Turning further down the pack, let's talk about McLaren uh, and then we'll move on to Ferrari after. Obviously, McLaren are coming into this weekend off of the back of the incredible, incredible uh, win in Monza. Today, we saw Daniel quite far down the order in FP1. I think it was 14th. And then he missed the opening third or so of FP2 because they wanted to change his PU, I think it was. They detected some sort of problem, and so they had to change him to the one he'd been running previously, and they wanted to investigate that uh, later in the day when they could fully get it out of the car. We then saw Lando Norris, also this was in FP1 rather, clipping the wall at the pit entry. That was quite a strange moment. How do you think they are going to fare over this weekend? They both already said, like, don't expect another win you know, which is completely understandable. I mean, it was, you know, it happened, but I don't think they're suddenly thinking that they've turned their car around. They've said that there's, it's ebbs and flows. How do you think that that car will fare over this weekend, given the characteristics of the car, the characteristics of the track, and what we did see from practice sessions today? Hopefully, they should be okay. They will be benefiting from the absence, at least to begin with, of Charles Leclerc, who will be starting from the back, as as we'll no doubt get onto in a bit. Um, so that's one Ferrari out of out of the mix for now. Um, the question then will be how they fare against AlphaTauri and possibly Alpine. You know, we we did mention that uh, Fernando Alonso was fastest of all through sector three today. If if Alpine magically string that together then they could be very quick. Uh, it's it's very difficult to judge between these midfield teams because their characteristics are so different. So you see with Alpine, there's a, a huge difference between qualifying and race pace and sometimes not stringing a full lap together. AlphaTauri, sometimes they're right there, sometimes they're nowhere. It's quite bizarre. So was Pierre Gasly's lap today something that he, he just plucked out of nowhere on soft tyres or does that show a strong underlying pace? It's it's quite tricky to judge. The the McLaren, um, it's it, it was good at Monza. It's quick in a straight line and that could be an advantage around Sochi where you have this fairly long drag round to turn two. But then you have a lot of sort of 
medium and fast corners on what is quite an unpleasantly low grip surface that is also not very abrasive either. So it, it makes it difficult for the car to put heat through its tyres. So I, I, I imagine that they're, they're not, like you said, they're not going to be expecting a, a repeat of the win. They'll just hope to keep on going. Unfortunately, Daniel's engine is apparently fixable, the, the PU they took out. Of, of the car today it, it's fixable so he's not going to need to do a, a bring a new engine into the pool just yet uh, and and they will need to uh, rather like the Mercedes and Red Bull situation benefit from Ferrari uh, having one car at the back of the grid let's move on to Ferrari now because as we've said a couple of times Charles Leclerc is starting at the back because he is bringing uh, the new power unit developments that Ferrari have been working on. Talk to us a bit more about those developments that he will be taking uh, and why they have brought them in now and what we can expect from them. Are we expecting to see big changes or is this more of a um, trialing them out, looking into the next year, 2022, and, and trying to sort of see where things land in that sense? Yeah, it's 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 more of the the latter than the former. I'm afraid the 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 actual power gain from this, they say. Some of that. There's a heavy caveat there. They say it's only worth uh, something in the order of ten brake horsepower. Uh, this it's essentially an upgrade to various bits of the hybrid system. But as you say, this this is opening up a potential new development direction for next year. So they're basically trialing some sort of technical philosophy within the hybrid system, which they, if it's successful and reliable, and and that is the that is the key. They want to know if it's reliable. They hope to be able to scale that up to introduce next year and yield a fair bit more power from that. Well, as you said, I think it's going to be a very close one when it comes to the midfield teams, as it has been throughout the season. Uh, but with Charles and Max starting further back, I'm hoping that we'll have quite an exciting race come Sunday. Uh, but before we wrap things up, I want to know your predictions for qualifying tomorrow. I want to know, well, hopefully tomorrow, predictions on who you think will grab pole and anyone else that you think might have a standout performance further down the pack based off of what you saw today, timing-wise. You'd be daft not to pick Valtteri Bottas for pole, but let's not rule Lewis out. So I th- we, we can be safe in assuming a, a Mercedes front row. Here I am sitting on the fence, r- rather like Jean Todd and his stating of the obvious uh, earlier this week. Um, all, all, the, all these opinions that are not at all controversial. The, the next question mark is Sergio Perez. Will he be able to discover some qualifying form? Uh from today, maybe not so much. I think we might just be able to see something from Seb Vettel um, and Pierre Gasly. They're in the mix to do pretty well. Carlos Sainz definitely needs to qualify well because he's holding the fort against McLaren. Um, from there, it's, it's 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 very tricky. We're looking at the back end of the top 10 now. Maybe Ricardo might be able to pull something else out. Uh, it all depends on what it's like uh, if, if qualifying actually happens tomorrow and it's wet, we might be in for a massive surprise. We might see another George Russell uh, sort of front row performance because he has proved he's pretty strong in iffy conditions. And that's when, you know, all, all bets are off. We could have a very, very mixed up grid. What was it from Sebastian Vettel that you saw in today's timings that makes you put him up there for a good showing? 
I thought he was fast straight out of the box uh, on on the soft tires. Um, the just just the FP1 results, he was he was fifth fastest, which which was pretty impressive to me. Dropped off a little bit towards um, the the back end of FP2. Um, uh, the it was tricky to tell whether they're actually pushing that hard for the qualifying sim or not. It looked like they were targeting um, race pace a little bit more than than qualifying pace. But I think he 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 seems to have turned his season around a little bit, and he's found a little bit more confidence in that car. So we're seeing a little bit more of the the old Sebastian. Um, we we might see a good performance from Esteban Ocon. He was fast in FP two as well. So picking pole position from Friday practice times is a little bit of a mugs game. Usually you would look at what people had done in FP three, but um, you know they'll all be pottering around with umbrellas in the pit lane, not doing much, um, and forcing the, the Sky commentators to um, you know pull predictions from up their sleeves or perhaps cut to some monkey tennis or whatever they have to fill time with that is all we have time for thank you so much for joining me codders it was great to have you back on the pod thank you everyone for listening hopefully we will have a qualifying session tomorrow and then we'll be back with our post-qualifying podcast bringing you all of the updates of the on-track action but that is it from us thanks for joining us Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, what's up, guys? This is MMA fighter Clay Guida, and I'm not afraid of anyone or anything, but losing my hair was an entirely different kind of fight. So if you're suffering from hair loss like I was, then you've got to check out my boys at Bosley. Pound for pound, they are the champions of hair restoration. That's why I turned to Bosley to get my hair back. The entire Bosley team was so professional and kind from start to finish. All it took was a simple one-day procedure, and I was on my way back to rocking my full hair again. So take it from me. Don't wait if you are thinning or receding. I'm so thrilled with my results, I just wish I would have went to Bosley sooner. It's time to finally knock out hair loss because the best is yet to come. Check out Bosley today. When MMA fighter Clay Guida was losing his hair, he trusted Bosley to get it back. Now it's your turn. Get a free information kit, plus get a $250 off gift card when you text CLAY to 203203. Text CLAY to 203203. Or go to bosley.com. That's bosley.com. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.